This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When I go home late at night, this is a song that I really like to sing right now. So I'll play it for you. It's a... called My Old Man. Here's Aiden O'Brien. Gregory trying to stay on side. Morrison coming through the middle and look at this for a late run being made. Oh, what a save from Johnston. Nobody was tracking the third man running there from Villa. Johnston called into action. As the snow turns to ice on the streets of Birmingham. And Aston Villa's promotion prospects start to take a deep freeze. It's time for another... It's like a David Lean movie. (laughs) It's time for another My Old Man Said podcast. Welcome, I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me on sound effects, as usual... (laughs) Spared no expense. Dan Rogers of TheVillaUnderground.com. Welcome. I, I should have I should have brought a trumpet with me to give you a, a welcoming fanfare. Uh, oh, oh, hang on. Let me. Let me. It's a good job because I've I've brought your Christmas present, David. Let me let me unwrap it for you. It's somewhat flimsy wrapping. You'll appreciate. Here's your trumpet. <laughs> oh, it's <that's> beauty. Let's <laughs> trumpets go. And that's actually to announce that it's Star Wars is coming out this week. <laughs> are you are you going to see it this week? Are you at your leisure or not even bothering? I'll be taking it in via the dark web. <laughs> is that a cineplex near everyone? <laughs> I saw uh, I saw uh, that picture uh, that describes the dark web, and you have it's like a big iceberg. And the actual iceberg coming out of the water is like 4% of the visible iceberg. And that is the internet that you can access through Google, mm. normal browsers, and 
The other ninety six percent, which is underwater, is the dark web. It's deep. It's dark. Very deep. Where you can buy all kinds of things like guns and drugs. Promotion. Promotion. <laughs> I'm just hoping that um, the new Star Wars film mm. is a transition from the last one, which is essentially remaking uh, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and putting Same. them together in one film uh, with a female lead. And then going, oh, let's put this Disney logo on it and sell lots of things. Yeah, hopefully there's a few more twists and turns. We shall see. Well, you investigate it on the dark web and let me know. I will report back. Well, actually, I want to go and see it before uh, any spoilers leak out. How have you been, anyway? Have you been snowed in? Snowmageddon. We no longer grit roads or pathways or, or anything, and the whole world grinds to a halt. It's unfortunate uh, that the actual snow didn't come a day earlier, then they would have postponed the Villa Millwall game, and uh, we could have slipped the memo to Bruce not to play Lansbury instead of Hurahan, and when the game was replayed, uh, we would have probably won that one. Yeah, a bit of a clangor. We'll talk about that in a bit. Anyway, let's go on to the uh, the three points of the week. First one, news just in. Palace's win against Watford means that uh, the Alan Pardew uh, reconnaissance project uh, sees <laughs> West Brom slip into the bottom three. Whoa, they're doing a villa. Yeah, well, uh, it could be a real swapses of leagues. Uh, if the Blues' current position, mm-hmm. bottom three in the championship, they could be playing in League One. Villa, if they uh, stick in the playoffs and then win through, could be back in the Premier League, while West Brom uh, will be replacing us as the pride of the Midlands in the championship. Do you know, wouldn't that be a turn of events? But I, you look, we look at it as it is now. The Blues don't seem to be going anywhere under control at all, and already their fans are Seems to be bagging him out. Um, the Albion, the Albion, I think, have possibly dropped a major clangor with the... Uh, I just... Uh, you look at the points and lack of goals and they've won two games all season. You just think, mm. I think... Do you think they've dropped a row it because Blues shouldn't have sacked him because they've ended up with somebody that's lesser. And uh, obviously uh, mm. he's now managing Derby who are actually above Villa as we speak. Uh, hopefully that will change uh, when we batter them at mm. uh, Pride <laughs> Park. But yeah, no, Blues, Villa have actually won the same amount of games as the amount of goals that Blues have scored this season. That's 10, incredible. Which is a ridiculous statistic. Uh, moving on to point number two. After Manchester City beat Manchester United and went 11 points clear of them at the top of the Premier League, Jose Mourinho... Uh, whether it's mind games or not, <laughs> uh, practically admitted defeats in the title race. The 11 points difference is actually the same amount as Villa are currently behind the Wolves. Do you think we've admitted defeats in catching them? I mean, we had a great chance against Millwall to obviously uh, mm. cl- close the gap after Wolves uh, also slipped up at home to a 10-man Sunderland. <sighs> mm. missed, missed trick, isn't it, really, that the... The Millwall draw. Uh, can we catch Wolves? Cool. Well, we can. We can still catch them. I think it remains to be seen that it would be a remarkable season. Um, I won't say unprecedented because it has happened. You know, teams have gone on long runs in the Championship and got high high points totals. But I think Wolves will slip a few points. Uh, I mean, I if, think so you know, too. like they've done against Sunderland, it's hard to maintain that intensity. But Villa managing to win that many games. That's, uh, that's, that's the that's, that's, Yeah, that's it's the less about Wolves, more about Villa, isn't it? No, exactly. And third and finally, uh, actually, this this week has been pretty dry of news, and so that's led to uh, various media outlets sensationalising <laughs> various little facts. Uh, like, for example, well, one thing we know is when a Premier League team loans a player out to a Championship team or lower, there's always a 
recall clause. I mean, yeah. you know, any 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 person out there who plays bloody football manager or whatever, you know, you don't loan players out for the hell of it. You if they're kind of half decent, you've always put a you know recall clause in it. So Josh Onomar obviously has a recall. Clause and somebody, some journalist asked Pochettino at the uh, the last I think it was Spurs played Stoke, and at that press conference before the game, he asked them uh, regarding the situation. I think it was with uh, hmm. who's the Sheffield United player that's on loan. I think Spurs, have, as well as Anonymous, they've got a player on loan at Sheffield United, and he said, uh, you know, is there a recall clause? And he says, yes, we have the possibility to bring them back. Cue headlines <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> Tottenham may terminate deals for highly rated duo in January. Reliable journalist informs us that Josh Onama is going home. A, a, Spurs we, a Spurs website says Pochettino confirms highly rated young duo will be recalled from their loan spells in January. Factually all bu- incorrect. All yes. bullshit. Yeah. It's just there to create fear and that makes you click because you want to find out, you know, what's what's it all about. Likewise, uh, the Daily... Daily, this is an odd one because... Mm. the Strange the, article this hashed together, wasn't it? The news that Manchester United had... Uh, triggered the extra year in Sam Johnson's contract was, you know, that's weeks old. Mm-hmm. So suddenly the Daily Express a couple of days ago puts out uh, a week after, I mean, even I published it, uh, you know, over a week ago. Sorry, the Daily Express headline is Neil Taylor indicates Manchester United deal done for Sam Johnson. Now that that's clickbait all the way, that headline, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's like making... Villa fans who uh, the rumours out there that Bruce wants to uh, obviously keep him, but yes, of course he wants to obviously. keep him. But <laughs> obviously, but that only happens if Villa get promoted. I mean, that only has any chance of happening if Villa get promoted. So uh, anything, if you read about these loans, there's a headline. Don't even bother. Let's just take let's just take that headline though. It's a classic, isn't it? Because Neil Taylor indicates Manchester United deal done for Sam Johnston. Well, long and short of it is, as you say, Man United are just protecting their investment. <laughs> Oh yeah. no, they're just kicking that down the kicking that into the long grass for another season. Realistically, though Sam Johnston's performing well for Villa, he's not gonna break into the Man United team, in my view. And that's that's not <laughs> don't want to bag the kid out, but he's you know, Man United have got the, the pick of the world's best goalkeepers and probably one of the top five goalkeepers in the world. Yeah. Anyway. Um and, and Villa have got the, the double problem as you've just said that we've probably got till the end of the season to demonstrate to Johnston that we can be a long term viable option for him because if you if you're a middle third Premier team you're gonna be sniffing around, aren't you? Yeah, and also to actually have the money to uh, to buy him because yeah. you know yeah. that's his price is only going up while he's uh, playing for us and playing well for us. But yeah, just that express. It's like does the journalist or the, actually the newspaper who did the headline sit back and go, "There's a good story. That's worthy of that's worthy of our newspaper." I think it works the other way around. They've created the title and then they've just yeah, <laughs> just run with it, haven't they? Because like Neil Taylor's just said something like, oh, yeah, he's, he's a good keeper. He's playing well. Mm. And so, well, we'll put his name in. Then the fans will think that he's kind of let slip that the, the deal's been done. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a load of bollocks. Anyway, moving on, uh, speaking of a load of bollocks, uh, to uh, the Millwall game. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go into super, super detail into this, but uh, it's one of those. I mean, I knew it was, it was going to be a tough game. It, it, you just saw that Millwall were were playing well away from home, and they were kind of just getting edged out. Mm. And they were quite a let's say a forceful team to beat. It was a tough one. And Bruce, I mean Bruce, kind of s- seemed to suggest that because we were missing Codger, Terry, Yedinak, we didn't have that kind of physicality, uh, you know, especially in the air mm. to kind of to cope with them mm. when. 
I don't know if that's really relevant, really. And the fact that we had our pants down and they were catching us on the counter-attack so many times. I mean, A, surely you do your homework on them because I've seen highlights of them catching teams on the break Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, also once bit Mm -hmm. and twice shy, but it just kept, you know, reoccurring throughout the game. Millwall, to their credit, they didn't come to sit behind the ball and uh, I think they worked out very quickly that we were too far up the pitch. Uh, The midfield was all wrong. And I think they were as surprised as us. I mean, we sat in the middle of the whole tent. The amount of times they got in, it was at least three times in the first half. And yeah. you thought, how many times are we going to watch this happen? And the only thing I thought, I mean, we, we were so lucky overall that, that we got away with a point because that, that, and that was the only positive I could take, apart from Johnston's performance. Um, but it was alarming because you think better teams, you know, thinking back over the last few seasons, not just in the championship, that's how we've been taken apart before, that we just don't learn. And it was the first game where I thought um, not having a, a Terry at the back to be barking orders and just, it sounds really stupid, but are, are footballers just thick? You know, do they need someone there to say, actually, yeah. this has happened over and over again. What are you doing? Because you think, well, you know, Chester's the uh, the deputy mm. captain there. There seems to be, uh, there's, there seems to be a car when Terry's there yeah. just because he's vocal he's talking all the time very I mean, loud yeah. you hear it if you're in the lower decks of uh, any mm-hmm. of the, the stands you, you hear Terry voicing his opinion mm-hmm. uh, and well his organisation as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. I mean Samba a bit quiet and he's kind of concentrating on his own game trying to keep it simple and not uh, <laughs> I mean Bruce suggested he had mobility problems <laughs> don't know well. I don't, well, it was good, sp- good spot, Steve. Good spot. <laughs> I think so. I mean, he obviously went off injured with a with a hamstring injury, which yeah. uh, I mean, the prophecy from our last podcast was us debating yeah. the the coverage, and 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 it was foretold that Elphick should. I told you that Elphick would play a role in this uh, season. Well, he came back on, and his first action, I think, was to was to elbow someone in the face. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> back, in, back in top tip top form. I think you know Chester Elphick. It's, it's not the uh, not the worst of our problems. Put it that way. But uh, Terry looks like he's going to make it before the uh, the year turns. He looks in good nick, doesn't he? And there's there's lots of bits and pieces coming out on through the cut clubs in his own uh, social channels that seem to suggest that mm, he's in good. Running up the uh, steps of the Holt. Yeah, nice bit of PR, I thought that was. Yeah. Um, But I like, it's kind of old school, isn't it? It's like Rocky. It's like the fight back. It's exactly what it was. (laughs) But I mean, you, you hear stories about like, Back in the day where uh, if you were a youth player at Villa, you'd be sweeping the steps of the Holt end. And it kind of, uh, <laughs> I mean, they should get that back in straight away, if you if you ask me. But will get uh, old Hepburn Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> but it well, Grealish as well. <clears throat> After his Power Rangers costume. <laughs> that should be his two weeks punishment, sweep those steps. And sort your ear out. But the fundamental problems are like how we play and how we cannot dictate a game like against Millwall. And for Bruce to say, oh, you know, it's the championship and they're a tough team, they're big physical, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Well, well, hang on a minute. But if they're so fucking good, why haven't they won an away game all season? Well, that's, I think we, the reason for that was that they they came up against Johnston against us, and there was some real terms, I suppose, bad finishing. They, I don't think they capitalised nearly enough on our disorganisation for at least an hour. I think it took us to, to get any sort of grip of the game. Um, but we always looked at risk, and, and I think a lot of that stemmed from the you know even Bruce's own admission very quickly after the game by picking Lansbury. Now, he, and he seemed to suggest he picked Lansbury on the basis that he came off the bench, had that impact goal against Leeds. Well, yeah. fine. 
fine, fine. But Onoma is the is the player who's been lurching between good game, bad game, increasingly more more towards out of form. Urahan, I think, has probably been quietly very good in the background. Yeah, just a real duff midfield swap I thought that, that impacted us all the game yeah I mean I wasn't I was not expecting him uh, to play Lansbury instead of Huran I thought as, no. as you said I thought it would be a, a no mark it's, it's it seems to be the games where they're a bit feisty in the midfield mm. and, and you, you know you're playing some uh, let's say you're playing a team who's got players that like to get stuck in mm. that uh, Onomar kind of struggles I mean get, just going back to Johnson's role and mm. what you were what you were saying it, it, it's, it's a bit of deja vu it sounds like we're talking again about uh, the British Bristol City game at Villa Park where mm. if Bristol City had could actually finish and you mm. know watch, watching Millwall you just thought if they had a decent striker yeah. they'd be uh, they'd have put us away I mean Steve Morrison and, and you know, Lee Gregory hit the bar mm-hmm. but uh, yeah there are proper strikers in this league luckily we haven't played a team when we were on the ropes like this, who's mm. actually got one and mm. given away cheap points that we should have uh, picked up all three. But it, as in with the Bristol City game, uh, Sam Johnson definitely got us the point there. I mean, what else can you say about the Millwall game? Uh, it's it was disappointing. I think we were disappointed because, it, and, and this is going to sound a very flippant blase of looking at the Millwall fixture, but in in view of the run of games that we've got now, it was our easiest. And I put that yeah. in loose inverted commas. Yeah. And the fact that we've got away with a point, and that's that's a big positive considering how how it looked like I, over 90 minutes I, I'm astonished we didn't lose the game it was a it was a nil nil morning we've already suggested uh, the Bristol City game was mm. you know a replica and then you look at the Leeds away game the first half of that I mean mm. it's we're kind of a flip a coin and see what kind of villa you, you get turning up I mean away against QPR at home mm. against Ipswich these mm. are Barnsley away these are dis- decent performances but the team is kind of unrecognisable uh, in these games from, from that one we do I think we desperately it was the first time I thought we could really do with some more experienced personnel coming back from injury just to have the options I think Davis is looking tired and isolated on his own up front you know having someone who can naturally swap in for Anoma and and also having it, having Yedinak back fit either for the centre half option or to to swap him in and out with with Whelan or another defensive midfielder just those options and that's not even getting on to Codger and, and Terry you know we are yeah. there's only so long we can be reliant and when players like well, take Snodgrass he didn't have a very good game at all really against against Millwall when those players and Adoma Adoma really struggled when they go off the boil yeah. But there's not a lot else. No, exactly. And, you know, we're playing, for example, we're playing Derby in the next mm. game. And we, we, we haven't got long to uh, do a long mm. podcast this time, but we'll quickly uh, talk about Derby. I mean, because mm. of the Millwall result now, there's a bit more emphasis on actually getting a result mm. against Derby, uh, preferably a win. Mm. And our away form is, we're only, in terms of home form, we're only about four points different from what Wolves have managed at Molyneux this season. It's, mm. it's where we've fallen behind. It is, yes, we are vastly improved from last season. Mm because we already have the four wins that we managed last season. Yeah. But we're still, you know, seven points behind Wolves in terms of away form, uh, seven points behind Bristol City's away form. We've actually got a game on in hand on them. Mm. And, you know, we're behind teams like Leeds and Preston in terms of their away form so far this season. So, you know... We Room for improvement. Look at the games now. It doesn't matter who you play. You, you know, you can't go, well, we'll get a draw here. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll try to... Derby away, you've got to win it. If you're going to draw against Millwall at home, you've got to go and beat Derby that's the situation we find ourselves in it's and it's not a case of i don't think we're in this situation of must win games or anything like that but where where we need to be turning the screw on teams because when through drawing with teams like millwall 
And, you know, we missed the opportunity to claw two backs, two points back on, on Wolves. And teams below us immediately get that step back towards us. So that, that footing that we put ourselves upon, we, we now need to, like you say, we need to go to Derby with, with a very single-mindedness. And the fact is as well, if we are genuinely going to go get promotion, and it's what we said all of the back end of last season into this, we've got to be beating the vast majority of teams in the division. And the thing about Derby is they've they've kind of come from nowhere, and mm. they're actually, if they beat us on uh, the weekend, then yeah. suddenly uh, they're basically stamping our face into yeah. the mud as they uh, try to get promotion spot themselves. And they become a real... Uh, adversary their top goal scorer uh, is it Vidra the yes. Czech, Czech player who scored 12 goals that's that's something that Bruce should be if he's going to play this one up top with Davis he should really be identifying the attacking midfielder who's playing behind Davis who's a serious goal threat mm. now I thought he was going to go for Horahan after he scored his hat trick when he played a yeah. bit further yeah. and if we've if the goals as you said if Adomar uh is actually either you know he's having a bad day or he's been uh, isolated by the opposition. Mm-hmm. There has to, there has to be another option, and uh, the attacking midfielder. We, I mean, infamously, the guy who got us up last time we were relegated, uh, David Platt. He had that mm-hmm. kind of free role where he was almost like uh, attacking midfielder, stroke striker. Yeah, um, we're we're crying out for a, a figure like a Platt, aren't we? And there, you know, that's a luxury that that you know we all know the career that he that Platt went on to have and and how he played at Villa. But I think Bruce Bruce needs to pick his man desperately, and I think a number of individual players need to step up. I think it's a fifty-fifty for me. I think Bruce has hurt individuals by not playing them how um, to the to the best of their their abilities, and and that's around our formation. So who are hands a player who, as we mentioned in your name, Lansbury's another. But for the purposes of this, uh, it's not like we're lacking for choices no, here because no, we've got gr- we've got Grealish, Lansbury, Hurahan, and Omar. Those four, take your pick. I mean, he did it indicate at the start of the season that Grealish mm-hmm. was the man, mm-hmm. the man. But obviously, he got injured. Then you thought Hurahan was the man because he'd done it a for Barnsley and then scored a hat trick and uh, looked like he was when he was operating further forward. That's where he was, you know, the most happiest. And then suddenly he was. I mean, he spends more time uh, tackling back than he does. Yeah. Uh, playing it forward and I'm not happy with that at all actually when you when you think about it because is, is that in our I wouldn't mind that I wouldn't mind it less I suppose if I could see what we were trying to achieve with the other players in the position that Huran should be playing in. because yeah. for me that the, the damage that he used to cause for Barnsley was if he wasn't scoring the goals he was feeding the player in front of him and Davis yeah, could, could we even say a Hogan of this world Davis Davis at the moment is crying out for some support maybe it's a it's not Bruce's way to play that open attacking free freestyle up front but then on the other hand we know that he was desperately trying to work Grealish into his plans in, in pre-season and that looked to be a good plan you know until he got that, that nasty kidney injury Yeah, and, and they were in this weird position where he's, I'm not I'm not 100% sure that Grealish is the right fit maybe for certain games but he's, I don't think he has, enough, he has all the technical attributes but I don't know whether he has the physicality or the, or the Pace. Yeah, I think, I mean, out of all those players, just based on previous, I would probably slip Connor Hurahan a DVD of David Platt's season when we mm. uh, went up and say, just check that out. This mm. is what we want you to do. Just be free. You've got a free mm. role. You don't, you don't have to fanny around tracking back now. Mm. Get, get Lansbury or even an Omar to do that and uh, away mm. you go. Here's a question for you. Mm. The two players for Derby that have played mm. the most amount of time, ex-villains, Scott Carson... And the infamous pub player Curtis Davis, who's <laughs> he's he's actually who's actually dar- yeah, expensive pub player, the the captain of Derby. Would you have them back in this team now? Oof. 
No. No, I don't think I would. I, I, uh, I, I think I would have the pub player. I don't know. For, for me, Davis always looked a bit... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I never felt comfortable with him, and I wanted him to be... <laughs> <laughs> it was the same with Carson. That Carson... He had to be a villa, on loan at Villa when he committed that that hailer for England, you know, because no one remembers the fact that actually he was a Liverpool goalkeeper. He was the Villa goalkeeper at the time when he yeah. scoops that that ball into the back of I think it was the Croatian if it wasn't into the back of the oh, horrendous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> previous were goalkeepers, and Curtis Davis was was a centre half who came for big big books from the Albion, and with a you know I think he'd been was it Luton's captain at a very early age raving rave reviews and he stunk Villa Park out for for years didn't he he was just, he was a player who I think that you know it's, it was quite, it's a decade it was when O'Neill was around wasn't it but yeah. he sort of I was desperate to like him I don't know why you know cause yeah because he, he was like this he was billed as a modern yeah. cent, centre back with a bit of pace who was meant was, to be okay on the ball my memory and, is and, he was and, dreadful and, and it, is, it was meant to be a smart footballer, but yeah, as you say, uh, it's not what it was. It it's, just you were never hundred percent kind of comfortable with him. And I don't like, know whether it was because he was. I'm trying to think if it was defensive partners would have been. Would it have been the likes of Ridgewell and you know? I'm, I'm sure he had no, Larson for a bit. No, because yeah, because he he got him in early, so it would have been Melberg and mm. and Larson on their their kind of tail end. But all I remember is errors and thinking someone's got the run on him or they've got he's got the wrong side. He always had a goal in him, but uh, yeah, I always used to think. Yeah. But that that's not really what his job was. <laughs> Another former villain of uh, well, there's a couple mm. of Bent Bent still injured, but uh, Andy Andy Vyman is actually their number one for assists with four, but he's only scored one goal this season. Mm. Do you think Vyman would get in this Villa team? I could never criticise Vyman for his effort. Uh, but he sort of falls into the same category of players for me who went, were never good enough for Aston Villa. Yeah, they, they, no, never, I agree. They, they never delivered nearly enough quality. Again, another player who you know he came through the youth ranks, didn't he? He was purchased quite young from from Austrian uh, team. My criticism of of him was he never played to the whistle. Like if he had a shot and it hit the mm. post, he would be holding his face, looking up to the sky, when the ball's still in yeah. play. It's like, come on, <laughs> yeah. it's a fucking rebound there, you fool. He's one of the it, classic... It's a bit melodramatic. Yeah, and, and I think that was reflected in his form, that, that you would see, you know, I can think of things like the, you know, the fantastic finish from the, the back heel from Benteke yeah. at Anfield, yeah. the, the, the deafness of the touch to score the goal at the whole 10 to beat Manchester City. And then... Like so many Villa players of recent seasons, just lack of consistency and I think quality. That's ultimately, you know, he, he ran around a lot. He tried so hard. He was just ultimately shite. It's not good enough. Some of these players suffer from playing in crap Villa teams. So I uh, agree. I do agree with that's, that. Sometimes with that. that's when it comes to the actual scientific test of whether they're a good player or not. Sometimes cloud is the waters. Mm. But uh, anyway... And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, it's Christmas, so, uh... <laughs> we thought, we thought we'd have a look. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> jingling me bell. We, we thought we'd have a look at, uh, <laughs> Christmas presents for Villa fans that have everything. Already, you know the, those dudes that have got every bloody replica kit, even down to the third kit. Uh, that, that hasn't even been a, a released yet, but I'm, I think they've got it already. Uh, uh, and they've got the uh, the Aston Villa toaster. And, the Aston uh, Villa toaster. I was in the Manchester United club shop once upon a time, and they had an Ast- uh, a Manchester United toaster. Now the only mm. thing Villa had in response to that was I've got it actually a, a bread press. <laughs> Where you you press you, my dad, who's a Manchester United fan, uh, sent 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 me it for God. Christmas as a joke. Is it I like think, a, like literally you you put an impression of the club crest or something into your toast? You push it into your bread before you put it in the toaster, and it and it. I should try it one day. So you've got uh, to and it, and, it, and you get AVFC yeah. uh, in your toast when it pops out. <laughs> what about they use them at Bodymore Heath? I, I should. Give it away as a uh, as a prize or something, but Do you want to uh, tell you a secret? I've got a good, good fun fact about the Villa Underground here. My yeah. first job was at the Villa Club Shop. Was it? It was indeed. When was that? How old were you? Like <laughs> ten? I think I was. I think I was about sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Have you got, well, got any secrets you can tell us? Any secrets? <laughs> Did they? What, you know, they got any contraband going or dodgy? Uh... Well, it was. This was the days of Aston Villa branded jelly beans. <laughs> Did you used to steal them? Is this a confession? No, 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 no. But that packet was already open, Your Honour. When I did the Ron Atkinson interview, mm. that was in the, the back offices of the, uh, the Villa Club Shop. The Villa Village. So how long were you there for? I don't know, about two weeks until they realised I was just standing around <laughs> trying on replica shirts. So you don't you don't get tickets for the game or anything like that? Is there uh, no, any no, perks? yeah, you did, yeah. You used to get tickets to... Uh, it was a bit pointless because I was a season ticket holder anyway. But uh, you end up in the north stand, if memory serves me right. Yeah. Up the north. Mm-hmm. Right, so let's, let's, let's have a look at these Christmas presents for the Villa fan that has mm. everything. Uh, number one, got a bit of a coup here. I don't think mm. anybody's seen this yet. It's the uh, 2018 Steve Bruce calendar. Hang on, let me just pull the cellophane off it. Oh, oh it's back wrapped. Oh, yeah, there we go. What's, what's January? Obviously, Steve Bruce going shopping for new players in the transfer market. Well, it's, David. It, it's Tesco's, isn't it? Is that Tesco's? It looks like Tesco's. No, it's little. It, Definitely little. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I can tell by the pricing, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's have a flick through it. 
Oh, May looks interesting. Oh, May, May. It looks like, oh, it's Steve Bruce at the job centre. Oh, Christ. Who's that Poulis behind him? <laughs> I think this is, uh, I think that's whether we get promoted or not, surely. Uh, June. Oh, ooh, ooh. Steve Bruce. What's something like the Blue Planet? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Bruce in speedos holding a, in a holding a cocktail. I think it's the Bahamas. Holding and, a what, sorry? <laughs> holding a, a cocktail. And, I told uh, you it was a dark web calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's uh, Alex McLeish sitting at the bar as well. <laughs> what a fantastic what a, gift I've got you. Just have a look. Uh, July, Bruce on the golf course with Terry again. It looks like uh, a double retirement uh, game there. On the senior tour. Uh, uh, have a, uh, what's, what's, uh, have a look at August. Has he got a new job? Oh, there he is. Back at the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a scoop. So August, Steve Bruce will be back uh, at St Andrews. We've seen the uh, the 2018 calendar. Uh, whatever presents can you get uh, the Villa fan that has everything this year? Well, at this Christmas. Why bother with getting one of these match-worn Villa Villa shirts. Why not get a match-worn Villa player in in Mika Richards? Yeah, I think I, I I've heard that Aston Villa are taking bids now before Christmas, where they've given up on selling him in the January window. That's never going to happen. So it's actually uh, the worst charity auction ever, isn't it? So fans now can actually buy or bid to buy uh, Mika Richards. So uh, maybe you can help out around the home uh, Christmas and uh, help you open the presents. Or uh, I think it'd be handy you know, in the kitchen. Yeah, what do you do? With match-worn Villa players, I've, well, as you know, I've got I've got a ton of of my own, and uh, ah, that's where he ended up. <laughs> <laughs> it just racially abuses me and boots balls over the fence every day. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Number three, what else can you buy the Villa fan that has everything for Christmas? Well, I would suggest tickets to the World Cup to see Australia's group games because uh, by the looks of it that's the only chance you'll get of seeing Yedinak play again this season. It's a conspiracy that how convenient he's always fitting in the starting 11 for Australia. Yet, I don't know it's it's as though he never plays for us. Yeah, I mean as we as we said in the last podcast, you know players like Gabby and Bjarnason and I more can't minutes. remember I can't remember the last time I've seen those guys play uh, have, have more minutes than uh, Mr. Yedinak. So yeah, so hopefully those three ideas will uh, make you very popular uh, if you're uh, needing to impress a Villa fan this Christmas. Right, that's it. <laughs> and uh, if you want to be really, really popular, become a My Man Said patron and support the show and website. Christmas patron. Christmas patron upgrade. Support the show and the website and everything we do. We, we don't bring you these bullshit stories that, I don't know, I find it just insulting, uh, most of the stuff out there uh, aimed at supporters in terms of these crappy websites. But give us a will to live and become a My Man Said patron. Help us uh, build this podcast next year. If we could get a studio. I don't Christmas mean... studio. <laughs> just so we can just record it and not have to edit the sound and everything uh, because of faulty internet connections and, and whatever. That would be a massive plus. But go to uh, com and click on the patron link on the menu bar uh, for more details and to sign up. Thank you very much. Uh, just a quick shout out to uh, the latest patrons. Craig 
Stewart, Ian Freeston, and also a thanks to Daniel Bradley for upgrading his pledge as well. What a man. Well, what a man, and welcome aboard uh, to Craig and Ian too. Right, just to sign off, uh, let's really quickly go over these. Uh, we still don't know what to call this segment of the show that closes, where we just give the verdict on various listener issues, villa-related issues. We, we're calling it Under the Hammer at the moment. Under the Hammer. in the Hammer. Under the worship of the Hitzelsberger. Uh, Ross Ross Morgan on Facebook says, "How long is it until our next centre back comes from a sitting with with shy lottery?" Is it suggesting that that's our shortlisting process for incoming <laughs> transfers? Because of the uh, financial fair play, decided to just randomise. I'm saying uh, next summer is when. Uh, Tony from Castle Bromwich becomes our new centre half. <laughs> Doctor Tony will start to audition uh, future players through that sitting with uh, Shy uh, Lottery Company. Yeah, Lottery, we'll call it. But a very, very funny uh, question there. Alex Whelan on Facebook also says, "Is there money to spend in Jan?" Well, I think Ross Ross's question was uh, kind of allude, <laughs> alluding to the to the answer uh, to that, and that's essentially no. Um, well, I think Alex Whelan. Well, it's nice of nice of Glenn Whelan's son to, to write in. So presumably he's looking for a replacement for <laughs> defensive yeah. midfield. Are you, uh, are you, yeah, are you looking for a replacement for your dad in uh, defensive <laughs> midfield? <laughs> Anyone, even Bjarnason. Um <laughs> I, I think I think it would be a case. I, I mean, you look at that team that, <laughs> on paper and the players. We're talking uh, at the the top table of this bloody league, mm-hmm. and that isn't the problem. It's the formation, how you're playing these players. Yeah, uh, that's what's holding us back. That's why we don't beat Millwall or Bristol City or even Middlesbrough when we were down to uh, when they were down to ten men. We're just not playing in a fluid kind of formation and you know when you put those players write them down on a list mm. and you think right who do we need in january you, you look at that the first 11 and even the subs bench if everybody mm-hmm. was fit and you think well we don't really we need anybody mm-hmm. we don't need anybody i mean we've i think it's like hogan's last stand because he's now fit he was back in the squad and he needs to be putting in a shift now and, and you know sticking the, the ball in the net Mm-hmm. Well, that's why the debate for a striker's come up, hasn't it? That that we're apparently in the market for a striker, and uh, yeah, I mean, I it think shouldn't it, be a debate, th- really. Yeah, I think in terms of strikers, we are only really. I think we're going to just get a loan in essentially to yeah. to cover Codger. That's a legitimate thing you can actually sign off on. You're going right. We're replacing Codger here. Yeah, yeah. So actually, get another striker in for the sake of it. It's like well, well, how many more million? Was it thirty million? Exactly. Strikers? Yeah. Twenty so million in, of which doesn't play. I mean, you'd almost be tempted to recall Ross McCormack rather than splash out again, because mm-hmm. at least he's been playing and you know getting games. Yeah. So I think don't hold your breath for a massive uh, spending frenzy in January. So I mean, potentially we could spend nothing and just get a, a loan in or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yedinak. That was good news on Yedinak. So I don't think we'll be uh, trying to get in a centre back. No. And Terry's going to hopefully be back before the end of the year. So we've, yeah. we had some, and Hogan came out of nowhere as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, uh, but I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it's a case that we don't have any money. I think we've got, a, we would have, have some manoeuvre with, with some ins and outs, but I think it's, it's as we're saying, really, it's around with the players that are coming back. Have, have we had our big patch of injuries now? And where, where do we strengthen? You know, where, 
I, I do think that we maybe do need something going forward. I mean, it depends on uh, Andre Green. Mm. You could you could say we we need we need something on the left hand side because we have been short and we've had to play at times we've played two right footed players, which mm. isn't mm. isn't ideal in no, uh, no, in, no. in anybody's world. No. Uh, but we'll we'll see. But I wouldn't expect uh, big big movements. Next question, Andy <laughs> Milford. <laughs> Uh, of Facebook as well and a couple of people asked similar questions about beer and things uh, last week yeah. but we, we just ignored them but this one kind of co- co- covers it off really all, all of all, all of that shenanigans catering has that been addressed bit of a late gripe but the queues are slower and the pies are colder Ooh, this is like po- this is almost poetry this is bit of a late gripe the queues are slower and the pies are colder first world problem I know but annoying when you can't even get a drink at half time anymore. I love first world problems. This is I, I want to field this question. This is mine. I'll can I just I'll just say a couple of sentences just to no. give it some context and then you can roll <laughs> rock and roll. Now this was one thing that was that came up last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, fan, fan consultation group. There was a few of us. Uh, we got to meet the new catering people, and and they actually brought us in samples of the new pies oh, and all that. Oh, oh, was this the Clarence and Blue Burger? Yeah, yeah, the cla- <laughs> the the cla- <laughs> It was it was the sir. <laughs> no, it was Why sorry. Didn't it take off. I don't know. It was the cl- it was. I think you've exaggerated it a little bit though. It was, it was the claret salad. <laughs> it was using red cabbage instead mm. of uh, green cabbage to give it that little villa twist. I mean, I mean, we're jo- we're joking, but I can't. I, you know, it's, I think it's you know, it's a feasible feasible concept. That's like serving up the samba sausage. It just <laughs> we can never get away with it. <laughs> My f- favourite bit was um, when the guy presenting was saying, "Yes, and the, the pies. We're not we're not using pucker pies anymore. We're using these pies. They have real meat in them." <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he disc- then he goes, yeah, this is the chicken one. It has blah blah blah. It has real chicken in, blah, blah, blah. and this this is the beef one. And, and I let him go a little bit. Then I said, oh, can I can I just ask a quick question? I said, um, if these have got real meat in them, what did the ones before have in them? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody cracked up. I mean, even the the, the, the two the two villa two villa staff there were pissing their pants as well. But yeah, that was one of the questions: was this the kind of flow, and can anything uh, be done to improve the kind of flow? Because you do get somebody standing there at the till, another person standing there with their kind of hands in their pockets. But there seems to be people loitering rather than banging it out and getting those cues down. First world problems. It is a first world problem, but it's so it's almost like a Monty Python sketch at Villa Park, watching them try to serve food and drink efficiently. It's they change the name, they change the branding, but the people behind there are either badly trained, they don't want to be there, or they're just <laughs> they're just sullen, aren't they? And the beer's rubbish, the food's crap. It is crap food. Expensive. Expensive for what it is, although it does include meat now. Real meat. <laughs> Real meat. Uh, I just think it's a, it's a catalogue of things like the amount of times you wander up and like things like, it's, it's, it's all first world problems. Chip and pin isn't working. I'll give you an example. I went to get a beer at the weekend and all the IPA was in glass bottles. And yeah. <laughs> so they're having to decant into plastic cups and it's just like amateurish stuff. Amateurish, you know, uh, and it's either all like I'll often 
if I'm driving, I'll have a Coke, and it's it, the Coke will either be so warm because it's barely been in the fridge or frozen. <laughs> so sometimes I'll take it to my seat, which is pointless in winter, leave it under my seat to thaw. <laughs> in, what, in what world do you pay three, four quid for a Coke? <laughs> it's just... Bomb. The only way things change like this is just people complain and complain it's, and complain. I mean, it's, it's, it's worth writing, uh, writing, tweeting, emailing, you know, whatever you got to do, because it never seems to improve uh, when there's so many reassurances that this season's going to be better. I mean, there's some there's some horror shows, isn't there? Of, of like, I think there was the infamous Morecambe Sausage. Google that at your peril <laughs> this week. I think there's a commentary fan, fan paid four fifteen. It's basically just a dry bun and the world's most pathetic Frankfurter sausage. But and I think that that sums up the fact that I mean, you don't go to the football for the food and drink necessarily, but yeah, you go for, if you're paying paying a, a premium and a price and and whatnot. That clubs could can do a little to make it very right. That you know, even things look at around some of the the better stadiums what you can get now and um and you know Wembley's not the best example and neither's Arsenal because they, they are premium expensive products you know but you get what you pay for I think is the yeah the I mean I mean just even going to Twickenham uh, like mm, 10, ten years ago it was like almost mind-blowing the, the, Edgebuster is another example yeah the types of food the selection of beers you can get I mean and yep. if if it can happen there then, yep. then it can happen at football, especially at the prices we have to pay. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I just think it's there's still, you know, I think people in football still look down at supporters. They don't seem to realise that football supporting includes everybody from all walks of life, and you know they should be treated a bit better. Thank you very much. Yeah. Right. Uh, last one. Chris Kington says, "Are we reliant on only a few players? Stay fit, lads." That's, mm. I think that's his advice. I think I think as we just touched on, a lot of players are coming back now, and I think we have mm. a decent, let's say, fifteen, sixteen players, and mm. uh, we should be doing better. And I know, and I'd expect a few wins uh, in the what remains of this month, because if we don't win, I think we need to win. Uh, we got four. Le- you said five wins. You promised me. <laughs> 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 This is why I gave up drinking this month. (laughs) I told you about these promises. I think I I said we'll probably get three, and then you were trying to make me be more positive, so I kind of said four. But I think it's going to be like three, two, one, something like that. Oh, grief, yeah. It's got the feeling. I think we are, we're reliant on two or three of our players clicking at any one time. I think what what we've seen very rarely this season is you know, there's been a couple of examples. I think Preston was one, and, and uh, you know, maybe maybe QPR, where the team really clicked as a unit yeah. you know, at some point in the game, and that's through a combination of injuries and through loss of form or, or whatever, or Bruce's dodgy formation. Sometimes I think that's what's been hindered, and I think um, what hopefully we'll see with an injection of, of players back into the team through. Um, re- returning from injury, we'll have choices, we'll have options, and actually, we'll have a, as I say, an injection of. Uh, well, there'll be there'll be players a, to rely on. Yeah, there'll be a bit of competition, so that yeah. will kind of make people step up their games. Hopefully, right. On that note, if you can uh, help us out, and you know, if you see this podcast on Facebook or Twitter, please do like and share. That would be greatly appreciated. I mean, even if you're just liking on Facebook, what it does, it shows the Facebook el- algorithm that this is popular, and you are getting something from it and it may actually put it on somebody else's timeline as well because uh, Facebook are, they're, 
kind of shysters cagey shysters because they're hardly yeah. sp- spreading posts anymore they kind of want you to pay for it to actually get to your audience who you know your followers so if you can like uh, and you know even share if, if you want uh, that would be a massive help just to uh, help push it in their eyes and you know also on twitter as well and also give us a, a five-star rating uh, on apple and then you can review it as you want if you if you're not that bothered about the show don't rate it <laughs> Somebody, somebody, somebody gave it a low score, and it's like, well, what's the point of being a shyster? Ban them, just don't listen to it. If you've got no uh, sense of humour, which you probably need to listen to this show. (laughs) Anyway, pretty please, and uh, until next time. Are we going on sabbatical now? Ah, you like sabbaticals, don't you? I do. do. (laughs) (laughs) Would you want me? Yeah, because I'm going to go away to a friend's for a few days, and then uh, it's like Christmas. So uh, mm-hmm. what we'll do, we'll put out a. Uh, there's a couple of bonus uh, podcasts that are put out for the uh, the curious people out there, just to uh, fill in the breach. And there's also a uh, bonus podcast for uh, patrons as well that's uh, going to be put up very soon. So make sure you have a great Christmas. That's- Regardless, regardless of the results, but hopefully uh, there'll be a few three pointers in there to uh, help the uh, the Christmas dinner go down. At least uh, four. That was, that was my, that's the prediction. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, until uh, after Christmas, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.